Hello. You're listening to Trap by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is a podcast where we normally take a great pop music album and break it down, track by track. However, special edition, special edition. It's that time of year. It's that special time of year. It's the most wonderful time of year for pop music. It's Eurovision. Yes, we're super excited. Very exciting time of the year. We're looking forward to crowning a Eurovision champion in the UK on behalf of the Ukraine. What a very special set of circumstances there are for it this year. And obviously following less than a week after, the Eurovision week literally kicks off on the Tuesday after the bank holiday special coronation bank holiday. Oh yeah, what did happen to our our special edition coronation episode? <laughs> uh, couldn't be us. Also, we're not big. We're not. Uh, well, I'm not a big royalist. I know you. Mm. I do admire a queen. What about a king? Mm, we've got Queen Camilla now, but this this is anyway. No, <laughs> let's not get into that. Uh, it's our annual Eurovision episode where we are going to share ten of our favourite songs in no particular order from this year's contest and this is uh, ahead of any uh, sieving or filtering or funneling that takes place at the semi-final stages so this is raw uh, raw from the full selection of tracks but very special year this year Eurovision is in the UK Liverpool Dan I'm gonna quiz you can you remember the other finalists that are on the short list uh, not the final shortlist, but the shortlist uh, for hosting cities, the city to host it here. So not the final shortlist, so the long list. The longer list, yeah. The long shortlist. Um, yeah. France? In the UK. Cities in the UK, please, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> please keep it. <laughs> oh, Were you wow, taking the piss then? You weren't, were you? No, no I... <laughs> <laughs> It's not, the, it's, not the, it's not the Olympics. <laughs> Sorry. You know how it works normally, and you know why we're hosting in the UK this year, yeah? Yes, I understand. Yeah. Okay. To that point, I understand. But what other cities? London? Uh, London was on the... No, it wasn't actually. It wasn't on the, sh- the longer shortlist. Birmingham? Uh, yes, it was. Yes, Birmingham. Newcastle? Newcastle was... Newcastle Arena would have been. And, oh, Glasgow. Glasgow was. In fact, Glasgow made it down to the final shortlist. Uh, would have been at the Hydro in Glasgow, uh, as featured in the Eurovision Netflix movie. Yes, which I just said to my other half last night. I need to watch. I haven't seen it since the day it came out on Netflix. Really need to watch that again. Great film. A couple more, please. Oh, uh, Bristol. No. Hull. Hull? No. Yeah. Cardiff? Uh, no, I'm going to tell you because we'll be here until the first semi-final at this rate. Uh, <laughs> so it was Sheffield, Newcastle, Manchester, Leeds, Glasgow and Birmingham. Uh, and originally submitting a, submitting a bid, uh, Aberdeen, Belfast, Bristol, Darlington, Edinburgh and London. Uh, and also, interestingly, Bristol, uh, obviously where I am these days, uh, they submitted a bid to hold it at a venue that doesn't actually exist yet. So uh, I don't know how that would have worked. Round two of the of your quiz, Dan. And mm-hmm. this is, I'm just leaving myself wide open now to this really dragging on. But can you name the other years that the UK have hosted Eurovision? Because this is the ninth time. 
Oh, um, oh, you're the eighth. My goodness. Okay, 1998. Yes. 1979. No, there were three years in the 70s you could have had. 72, 74 and 77. There's a year in the 80s. Really? I can't even think who won in the 80s. Um, so let's go. 82. I imagine it'll be Yes, early. 1982. Oh, good. Uh, and then for the benefits of time uh, and my editing, it's also 1960, <laughs> 1963 and 1968, which you would have never have got in a month and some days. Uh, final round for you, Dan. Uh, who is present- who's on presenting duties? Because the BBC are pulling out all the stops. We have got Rylan. We've got Graham. Uh, so Ryland isn't going to be one of the presenters on the stage for either of the semis or the grand final. He will be providing commentary, though. Oh, so this is just... Uh, so Graham Norton? is he? Doing... Graham Norton will be hosting the grand final, or co-hosting the grand final on Saturday. Uh, he won't be there for the semis. Have we got AJ Dudu? AJ Dudu will be involved. Okay. Oh, the, um, the actress from Ted Lasso. Uh, star of the hit Apple TV Plus series, Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham. And Dan, mm? she's absolutely gorgeous. Oh. She's stunning. Don't you think she's absolutely so, so stunning, so confident, so positive, And you know she's going to love it to bits, what she's doing. Yes. I've seen a few clips of her doing bits and bobs and she looks very funny. Oh, Alicia Dixon. Uh, Alicia Dixon, yes. And also, uh, you won't get this one, uh, from U- Ukraine, Julius Sanye- Sanina as well uh, will be uh, completing the panel. Uh, there's also going to be a uh, commentary for, for the UK from Scott Mills, Ryan Clark, uh, and also Mel Gedroich. Thank goodness. Uh, I would like to listen to the commentary on BBC Radio Merseyside because alongside Paul Quinn... Claire Sweeney is going to be joining. Oh, the legendary. Who's just joined Corrie. Has she? Mm. Oh, good for her. The last thing I saw her on was uh, 24-hour makeover or... No, 60-minute makeover. 24 hours in A&E. <laughs> no, in, police, in police custody. 24 hours making over police custody. In that A&E. Was after the teapots. <laughs> uh, so there's a quick... I've, I just wanted to get through some of the key... Numbs things that are happening uh, and that link the UK. Now, I'm glad you, you fe- did. I'm, and also, thank you for not preparing me at all for that. It really did feel authentic. Sorry, you're under a double decker, uh, a classic double decker bus in yeah. the classic style. Uh, are you feeling the Eurovision buzz yet? Uh, definitely. And I think everyone is this year, aren't they? Because of the circumstances, because it's being held in the UK, because there's a lot going on. This month, it almost feels a bit 2012, doesn't it? Mm. This year, I think um, with the coronation, because you've got you know all the bunting and bells and whistles out for that as well, and with Eurovision kind of just right afterwards, it does feel like one of those times where whatever you think about the royal family, but certainly, but with Eurovision, a great time to be in the UK. Definitely, and we've said before that. I'm a very casual Eurovision fan, really enjoy watching the final, but I don't really get into the build-up the build up of it too much. Excuse me. Uh, this year is a little bit different. I've, I have really been getting excited, all these different announcements for who's presenting it, where it's going to be held, what the run of show is going to be, all that kind of mm. stuff. Definitely feeling it more. It's great to have it here in the UK. 
Uh, and I've been all over the national finals as well, listening to the tracks as they come through. So it's uh, been a very exciting build-up. Unfortunately, I'm not in the UK for this, for Eurovision. I'm in America. Uh, and Dan, have you got any tickets? No, did try and failed. And then didn't try when there was the resale. Didn't try because we've planned to have a Eurovision party, which you would, of course, have been invited to had you been here. Uh, thank you. And I would, of course, made a polite excuse uh, to uh, stay in Bristol and not get on the like bloody, bloody megabus again. <laughs> I've told you I don't mind lending you a few quid for a train ticket next time. No, I don't take charity. Now, as always, Will, as has been the case for the last few Eurovision specials, and as we just said, you are all over this. You're all across it. These are 10 tracks that you have selected as the 10 best tracks. A lot of them I hadn't heard until you'd put them on our list. And that's how it works. Uh, 10 tracks that I absolutely love. And I think that I thought that Dan might appreciate and hopefully a lot of you will enjoy. Obviously, there are a lot more tracks there. I have to say, for me, not been the highest standard of tracks in general this year. I think I'm happy with my solid 10 and maybe a couple of others just shy. But beyond that, I have to say, not really set the world on fire with some of the uh, some of the entries. Uh, we will also talk about our entry towards the end as well, which is not included in the 10, but I have to say, we'll definitely be in the mix. Mm. I'm really looking forward to talking about both of our entries. Anyway, <laughs> there are a total of 37 countries taking part uh, this year. Three countries who participated last year not taking part. Bulgaria, Montenegro and North Macedonia. Uh, Australia, once again, are with us. Uh, not one of the 10 songs we're going to be talking about, but for me, was one of the songs that was just bubbling under my 10 favourites. And Dan, I really thought you'd like Australia, actually, because it does remind me a bit of one of the more banging Everything in the Kitchen Sink aha songs. I really do like it, yeah. Having said that, I haven't been getting too much into every single country and every single entry. I have heard that one, and it is a great one. I can't believe you didn't put it on the list. Well, you do have uh, an opportunity at any stage to try and get a song changed on that list. Now? No, it's too late now. <laughs> we're actually, really is the worst possible moment to want to change it because we're about to head into the first of our 10 tracks. Uh, and I, in no particular order, I would say, because this first track, we're just going straight in with Loreen and Tattoo. <laughs> So that is Tattoo there from Loreen, of course, this year's Swedish entry and no stranger to not only entering Eurovision for Sweden, but for winning it as well. Because, of course, back in 2012, oh, I was only just talking about 2012 a few minutes ago, she won the competition with the phenomenal Euphoria. Now, again, Will, I don't follow every story leading up to Eurovision, but the fact that Loreen was competing again was huge news wasn't mm. it? oh my god uh once pe fans got wind of the fact that Lorene was taking part at melody festival in this year 
I'm not. I'm surprised uh, all the other acts didn't just pull out immediately because it really did. Or before anyone even heard the song, hopes were high, and it was almost like a. Well, she's just going to nail it again, isn't she? And and she it's has, a phenomenal she's, she song. Has, she has. It's she's so done good. it again. Uh, lightning does strike twice in the same place, and you know, Lorraine, Lorraine's released a lot of music since 2012 and her win then. But to come back with this track so very much in her classic style, uh, but also sounds very fresh, but it's got that hugeness to it that on that Eurovision stage, uh, it's going to slowly build that crescendo. Uh, and if it doesn't bring the house down on the Liverpool arena that, it's, that this contest is being held in, um, I don't know what will. I have a feeling it will. And of course, there is... There's a theory, isn't there? I'm not one for conspiracy theories, Will, but there's a theory on this that if Lorene wins and if Sweden win, then, of course, they will host Eurovision next year in 2024, which is 50 years since ABBA won Eurovision for Sweden. So if that does happen, and I really hope it does happen for this reason alone, surely ABBA are going to be there in some capacity. Uh, and Dan, I totally expected, uh, totally up in your style to mention that because you are Mr. Abba. Mr. Abba. Oh, my change. Mr. Abba, Mr. Abba, Abba. <laughs> Abba! <laughs> uh, this went straight to number one in Sweden and also uh, was in the top 40 uh, UK singles chart already as well. Expect that to be very quickly bumped back up once finals week starts. Uh, because, and you know, it's it's not a foregone conclusion that this song is going to be in the grand final, <laughs> as if it's not. But it is going to be in semi-final one, which is on Tuesday. Ah. Uh, and, I, and I've had a sneak preview of some of the rehearsal uh, footage of this. Well, not a sneak preview, anyone From. can see it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere at the moment. Uh, because we're recording quite close to um, when we release this episode, we've already started rehearsing. And uh, Lorene is on a massive light box uh, with a very high light box coming down on top of her, which is very visually stunning, although apparently not as stunning as the original staging for Melody Festival. Ah. Ah. I have to hunt that one out. Mm. And this was written by uh, some of the same team as the writers from Euphoria. Does that make any sense? Yes, it probably does. It was written by some of the same writers as Euphoria. You have got Peter Bostrom, who has written many mm, Eurovision entries. But you've also got Thomas Geeson, who has written 99 songs uh, that have been used for Eurovision selections. 99. Uh, with the flake. With the flake, <laughs> Uh, Now, from the sublime to something a little bit more off the wall, this is uh, Carija and Cha 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 from Finland. Cha 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 there from Karija. And what a different sound. This is so 
intense. But of course, that's what you get from Eurovision. Isn't it? You get a lot of different sounds. It's all pop music, but it crosses all the genres. This, I just love what is thrown into the mix here. Rave synths, tribal chants, grunge guitar. It's almost kind of pendulum-esque or something like that, but with that Eurovision pop finish. Let me toss another name in, Dom. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Uh, Ramstein as well, who uh, who Karija himself, aka Jere Pohionun, that's wrong, I'm sure, uh, but does cite Ramstein as an influence. But I love the clash of the heavy metal, the rap, hip hop, the electronica, and dance all coming together with this. And that's what's brilliant about Eurovision, isn't it? You hear music you're never going to hear going down to your local uh, all bar one on a Friday night uh, or in your HMVs or Virgin Megastore. You're going to hear something way out there, not aligned necessarily with with current music trends in the UK or in Europe or beyond. And I love that for that. Also, it's catchy as hell, even if you don't have a clue what the lyrics are. Yeah, it really is. And that that is another one of the beautiful things about Eurovision. You hear some phenomenal songs, aren't in your native tongue but just wonderful pop music that you want to keep listening to uh, he's a real character as well already got an incredible sense of style you've probably seen him all over social media and on the bbc already in a lime sort of i don't know whether it's plastic or rubber or latex with his chest exposed mm. have you seen that Try, trying to get a couple more votes i have yes mm. good for him Mm. And of course, Finland, no stranger to some quite intense entries because that didn't sound like that in my head. (laughs) They won, they've only won once so far, and that was in 2006 with Lordy's Hard Rock Hallelujah. So could this be their second win? It could be number one uh, in Finland uh, already. Uh, again, without being exposed to the wider world and Joe Public, who, unlike us or me, isn't necessarily in the detail yet of every country's song and release. Uh, and um, he won the Finnish uh, Eurovision selection competition, which is called Uden Musikin Kilpalu. Well done. So there we are. So well done. We are. <laughs> Uh, looking forward, haven't seen anything yet, but looking forward to how he brings this to life on stage. I can only imagine uh, how OTT and how bold he's going to go. That's the thing, isn't it? You hear the songs, but if, if like me, you often don't watch them until the ceremony, seeing them live is a whole different experience. So next up then, our third selection from Norway. This In is no particular order. In no particular order. And it is Alessandra with Queen of Kings. Alessandra, Alessandra Mele uh, from Norway. This is, uh, won the Melody Grand Prix uh, in Norway. Uh, this is a fantastic, powerful pop anthem. Uh, and in her words, 
celebrating the power of women, but also the power of people and how important it is to feel yourself. Dan. I love that. And it's interesting because the the track itself, the build of the track at the start feels very fairy tale like almost almost kind of like a disney track i thought then it becomes a banger and it becomes a your original song but i can well imagine a piano version of this and that message shining through maybe even more could do a candlelight version of it and you know maybe watch this space for it that's what i was gonna say a candlelight version oh Oh, great minds minds. dj sammy uh this yeah, this is uh, it's uh, a favourite as well. This is very loved at the moment. Uh, again, got to number one in Norway, uh, so hugely popular there already. And I can imagine this becoming a huge uh, Euro-wide success. Those drums are, are mesmerising, and I love the speed and pace that the track picks up as it builds towards the end of it as well. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see something involving drums on the stage. Again, I haven't seen anything for this one yet. But, uh, yeah, very exciting. Also, should mention that uh, Queen of Kings, Cha 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 are both in semi-final one as well with Lorene. So quite a few, uh, maybe a couple more actually to come from semi-final one. The problem is, you know, if you have too many great songs in one particular semi, some of them might not make it through. A very strong semi then. And... Alessandra shot to fame last year in Norway because she was on The Voice there. Interestingly, Lorene shot to fame a few years ago before Eurovision because she was on Idol there. And there's a few more entries to come that came to fame in their country on TV talent shows. It's interesting how that's infiltrated Eurovision. But not in the UK. Yet. Yet. Uh, I like the fact in the UK we're just not letting the public decide anymore. The the public in the UK can't get any votes right, so never mind Eurovision. Politics. Oh! On track by track. <laughs> right, next one. Uh, this is a great one. This is uh, Taya and Selena uh, from Austria, and this is Who the Hell is Edgar? Who the hell is Edgar there from Taya and Selena, this year's Austrian entry. Now, I have to say, well, this is one of my favourites. I think with Eurovision tracks, you either get the stunning and the sublime like Tattoo or you get the brilliantly bonkers. This definitely falls into the latter category, but it is an incredible pop song as well. The beat, the melody, the synth, the funk guitar... Uh, this is the one that I've been playing a lot since you shared our 10 tracks. Yeah, you're right. It's brilliantly bonkers, but also a fantastically crafted and constructed and structured pop electro pop song uh, because you've got a brilliant synth running through it and that beat gets you nodding straight away. But then, you know, you've got the operatical vocal delivery and a bit of a kind of spoken word rappy and and more harmonising uh, vocals through it as well, all the while referencing Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, 
who was, you know, very well legendary writer and poet uh, himself. Uh, so, I, and I guess you can say the way it references songwriting and music production, very meta as well to feature in the Eurovision Song Contest. Even our bard Shakespeare gets a little nod as well, doesn't he? It does, and I just love that. I particularly love the build-up with the po 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 po. You can really drag that out performing it live. You can't at Eurovision, obviously, because you're on a strict time limit. But mm. performing it live in the Euro clubs and pubs of the north of England, because they will be in the north of England, like that actually works in this sense. <laughs> For once, I can't wait to see how this is received because I think again, Eurovision fans have highlighted this track as being something really different, really refreshing. But at the same time, a great pop song. But I wonder how the the, the great unwashed are going to receive it. Mm. It also gives me hints of the the wolf eating the banana one from last year. Uh, it's that kind of bonkers, mad. You don't quite know w- where the idea came from to create this track, but it is a brilliant pop dance Eurovision entry. Which was Norway's entry last year, and we have since discovered, although it wasn't really much of a very well-kept secret at the time, that Ben Adams was one half of Subwoofer. That was it. Yeah, I think think we we were talking about it on last year's Eurovision episode, weren't we? And then it was only about a week ago they announced it, as if... Oh, well, if even we know, then it's not a secret at all. No, exactly. This was selected... uh, in Austria, uh, internally selected by ORF, the Austrian broadcaster. Hmm. Hmm. They don't want to leave it to the public either. But in this instance, I'm glad. Quite right. And Taya and Selena met on Starmania 21, which is a TV talent show by the Idol Group. Another one? <laughs> uh, and this is the first of the tracks we featured to be in semi-final two, which will be on Thursday evening. So, our next choice then, this is Lazara with Evidemment. Evidemment, toutes ces belles promesses que j'entends, ce n'est que du vent. Evidemment, there. Evidently, in English. I love the fact that the French entry is just like, no, we're going to sing it in French. You want a disco number? Yeah, we'll give you a disco number. We're not singing it in English. You want an English language disco number? Jesse Ware's released a new album. We're singing it this way. And good. I love that approach. Because it just makes it even more classy, even more sultry and sexy. But it's just a fantastic slinky disco number of the ilk we haven't got anything else like this no we haven't and you bang on there as soon as i as soon as that disco bass came in that slinky new disco jesse ware was at the forefront of my mind because likewise i know you're the same been playing her new album to death these last few days but what i love about this is of course you couldn't just put in a track like a Jesse Ware song into your original would get lost in the mix. So there's just a bit of added drama in this that just elevates it mm. from something that you might hear on your Radio 1 or your, 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 your Hits FM or whatever they're called. Hits um, Radio is where Ken hit, Bruce is now. Oh, greatest Hits. Greatest Hits Radio. Alongside uh, Simon Mayo, Jackie Brambles and a lot of other people that were on the BBC previously. And soon to be Dan Bull and Will Warren. 
if only. <laughs> uh, when it starts this one, though, Will, I did, obviously it starts a little bit slow. I did think, has Will put a ballad on here? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Uh, this was selected uh, by the French uh, television uh, uh, broadcaster uh, as, as their song for this year. Of course, France is one of the big five alongside us, so they will not be in the semi-finals. But I would imagine this would sail through if it was, because this is just, it's very now, it's very easy on the ear. And I can imagine such a bright, glittery production uh, on stage. Yeah, this is going to be one of the, well, do you know, I'm thinking that about every one of our selections, actually, but it's going to be an incredible performance. Next one, then, from us, from Israel. This is Noah Kirel with Unicorn. It's going to be phenomenal, 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 feminine, feminine, feminine. I'm going to stand in like a unicorn out here on my own. I got the power of a unicorn. Don't you ever learn that I won't look back, I won't look down. So Unicorn there, and that was phenomenal, I can't do it, but I just love that refrain as part of this song. This song cycles through so many different styles, I don't know if it knows what it's going to be, or even if it cares what it wants to be, because we start with that very dramatic entry, and then we drop down into more of a slinky dance beat, and then it builds back up again, and then the dance beat comes back in again, and then you've got a very dramatic almost like drill rhythm at the end. Uh, I don't know what to make of it, but I really do like it. I agree for all those reasons as well. It's like each segment is perfectly formed, but there's so many different segments in there. It's like when you used to get the individually wrapped different flavours of Terry's Chocolate Orange in a kind of a selection box. Oh, sensations. Yes. Sensations. I knew you'd know the word. (laughs) Drive me mad all day. (laughs) Uh, I just hope that it's greater than the sum of its parts uh, when it actually gets. Because I think this song rewards repeated listens. But one of the things you don't have, the voting public don't have, is that many times, you get a few times, but that many times to listen to it on the night when you're casting a vote. When your mum and dad sat down with your fish, fish supper watching Eurovision... And you've got your telephone up ready to, to call. You get Terry Wogan's voice. Thank you for voting for Israel. <laughs> Back in the day, anyway. Happy times, Will. Apologies to all of our Irish listeners there. Well, just all of our listeners, actually. The whole thing was a shambles. <laughs> <laughs> this one, though, I think is one of those that will really... You know, it's, it's going to be about the staging. The track's called Unicorn. Are we going to see... A giant unicorn on stage? Are, are the band going to be dressed like unicorns? Are they going to have some scantily clad men dressed as unicorns with their horns standing proud? We'll see. You went very quickly to clantily oh, I can't talk. <laughs> to clantily scad uh, men there in your thought process around the performance. But it is Eurovision, so I wouldn't be surprised. Mm, exactly. It's, it's fun for all the family. Uh, so next one, we're off to Serbia now. This is Luke Black and Samo Misa Spav. I just want to sleep forever. I like it better when I dream. Shines out the Spav. That's it, Cody. 
Samuel Misespava there. How's my pronunciation doing so far today, by the will? By the will. By the way, will. You can't even talk, let alone pronounce words, I'm afraid. Well, that's by Luke Black. How was that? <laughs> Fine. Thank you. So, yes, Serbia's entry, as you said, Will. And I love this because it's so intriguing from the off and you don't lose that level of intrigue from the piano, vocal only intro and a very unique vocal as well to those fuzzy effects, to those whispers, to those layered vocals. And then, of course, the, the pounding beat comes in, which is kind of a very, it's a very Eurovision beat, actually, I want to say. Um, but a really interesting song and probably the potentially the most interesting song on the list. Uh, also really interesting, is this the first Eurovision entry from a former contributor of the Pop Justice Forums? Maybe. Really? Yeah, uh, a really good interview actually as well if you check out the website uh, with him. But I think clearly a pop music fan because he knows exactly what he's doing with this. The staging is very dramatic, it's very tenticular and very... Uh, very sharp, very imposing, which is definitely reflected in the mood of the music as well, which is about feelings of isolation uh, and inspired by lockdown. Uh, also, he's got, uh, you know, he's doing some great uh, media. He's got the whole lobster thing going on. He knows how to market himself. So I think we'll be seeing a lot of him over the next couple of weeks. But at the heart of it all, you've got a really interesting sort of grimy, dark, electro-pop song, uh, which I think is really fantastic. And when that beat kicks in, mm, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. And I think this is one of those that is going to go either way. People are going to get it or they're not going to get it because it is so different for Eurovision. Next up then, from Iceland, it's Dilja with Power. there and power uh, I think this is one of my favourites because it's got Eurovision hit written all over it the vocals we haven't really talked about the vocals as in the delivery because it, you know, it goes without saying if you're going to get up on the Eurovision global stage your vocals need to be fantastic particularly live but I just think the power and range of Dilja's voice is just brilliant in this song and it's, you start off very gently and then rise into this wonderful power pop song that you know you can imagine some of our premium pop princesses of the Dua Lipa ilk uh, producing uh, and I just think it's going to delight on the stage however I haven't heard about necessarily if this is a song that people are really tipping uh, as a song that could do well. And certainly when you look at the betting odds at the moment, it is way down for Iceland, oh. where you've got Loreen uh, at the top of the uh, betting odds charts. Is that what you call them? I don't know. The top of no. the book. So you have got Sweden, Finland uh, as the top two contenders with the, with the shortest odds of winning at the moment. But that can all change 
It can all Very change tricky. on the night. But it's interesting because Dilja clearly has the vocal and the X factor with that because this is one of the tracks where, in my notes, I focus on that more than the others. And I think it is because of that, as you mentioned, that, that kind of two-tone, it's very light and quite airy at the start. And then by the end of it, it's just full of angst and power, as you said, as the track says. Um, and Dilja, I've said her name different about three or four times now. I just want to make sure I get it right once. Uh, took part in um, Iceland's version of Got Talent, which is actually called Island Got Talent in 2015. Uh, this was a number one hit in Iceland as well, and will be competing in semi-final two. Luke is going to be in the very hot bed that is uh, semi-final one. So, Dan, if you ever wondered what the uh, love child of Timothy Chalamet and Harry Styles would look like taking part in Eurovision, we're Me. about to hear with Riley, not you, with <laughs> Riley and Breaking My Heart. If we could go back to this time. Breaking my heart there from Riley for Denmark. Now this one, Will, I think is one of the least obvious Eurovision tracks, certainly from the 10 we've selected here, and one of the ones that you could just as well likely find on a New Music Friday playlist at any time of the year, not just around this Eurovision time of year. It's just got a very now sound to it. It has, but mark my words, Dan, it gets inside your head and you are singing it, maybe because there's a lot of repetition in this track, but it gets inside your head and you are singing it to yourself and humming it away all day. And it stayed with me. And that's one of the reasons why I brought it to your attention for your consideration was because it's very different in that the, the structure of the song is all over the place. And in the end, he just ends up repeating, breaking my heart, breaking my heart all over again. Uh, I don't know if you can guess what the song is about. I don't really think about it before, actually. Uh... Someone having the heart broken? Yes, it's about oh. a toxic romantic relationship that Riley had faced in his uh, life. Not that old, I don't suppose, but um, he is a, he's one of those, Dan. He's a social media influencer, uh-huh. uh, also singer. My one concern, because I haven't seen any rehearsal stuff yet, is can has he got... The, the 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 vocals to do this live because it's high. Hi. It is high. Hi. It is high. So they, that will be interesting. I didn't know that bit of background. And interestingly, one of the things I really liked about the song is the TikTok, TikTok sound. But it sounds like it's got quite a big TikTok, TikTok following then. Yes, most likely. Very. <laughs> yes. Uh, that joke for your vision. You, could, <laughs> you can just imagine this track gaining a lot of traction on TikTok uh, because it is it is of that ilk, isn't it? It is of that mm. sort of very easily accessible, very easy, editable and condensable into it. Uh, Riley, a.k.a. Rani Peterson, is 25, actually. He looks, looks a lot younger. Good moisturiser. Not just your bulldog on offer in Superdrug <laughs> like me. 
All the moisturizers are available. So the last of our 10 then from Belgium. This is Gustav and Because of You. And when the world got me going crazy, I'll carry on. Because I know I'm strong when the world got me going crazy. Gustav there, because of you, fantastic, empowering uh, LGBTQ plus anthem. He is a member of the queer community and wanted to uh, create an anthem, a club anthem um, of his experiences at being in the community and wanting to be himself. And uh, I think it really, it really nails that. It's so empowering. It's so, you know, I love his voice, but also with those backing vocals, behind him it's really i love the fact we're finishing on this it's really uplifting and uh hats we've got to talk about the hats mm, lots of hats mm. sort of the hats made me think of a bit of a grace jones or boy george-esque thing going on or a bit of both uh and yeah the single cover has lots of hats but for the final performance he's got a big one ah which it's lovely. If I was voting, if I was in charge, that would make a difference. <laughs> uh, this uh, this is going to be fantastic when you see it on stage because it's he's got a giant screen behind him with empowering uh, women, drag queens, everyone and anybody uh, appearing behind him to really back up the message in this song. Um, and I love that. It's a brilliant like sort of vocal house track. Uh, which is, yeah, I think I'd love this to do well. I just don't know if it will. I hope it does because it's so soulful. It's the most soulful song and the most soulful vocal that we've heard this episode, uh, p- particularly when those backing vocals come in for the chorus. But then, of course, as you said, it's housey. That that bouncing synth line makes it very kind of and very now sound again. Also, if you didn't know, Gustav has performed with Hercules and Love Affair as well as one of their lead vocalists uh, during the 2010s. Uh, Also, I keep forgetting, but this is Belgium, by the way. And he also had two songs in the running for this year. The Nail was the other one. This was the right choice, I think. And I haven't even heard that one. So that's our 10 tracks. Uh, Let us know what you think of them at Track by Track UK and on Patreon if you're that way inclined. However, we missed one. Are we missing one? I think yeah, we have missed about. one. We need to talk about May Muller. We really do. May Muller, this year's UK entry. Huge shoes to fill after Sunrider's performance last year and coming second place. Will, should we hear a bit of it before we talk about it? Yeah, here's a little bit of, uh, uh, and I'm sure you've heard this because it's being played to death. Thank goodness, a Eurovision song for the UK is being played to death. I wrote this song. Instead of So 
I wrote a song there. What I absolutely love about this decision and this song is that Sam Ryder and Spaceman did so well last year that it would have been easy to think, okay, this is what people want. They want uh, singer-songwriter types. They want that kind of male vocal. They want maybe like David Bowie-esque, that kind of thing. And they've gone completely different. And of course, Mae Muller, well, she is a singer-songwriter, but a completely different sound to Sam Smith. But a quality artist, already an artist in the making, some great collaborations behind her. This was just such a good choice, I think. Yeah, if you release this song just out into the wild now, the sound of the song, uh, May's vocals, the lyrics, the look, uh, it would do well anyway because it's so now and it's so on the edge of what pop music is all about now. And uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, how could you, you, how could you live up to Spaceman? Well, you can't. So you'll try and do something really different. And you know what? It's not Spaceman. But compared to our entries over the numerous last number of years, it's, you know, light years ahead. And I think puts us in a fantastic position to do well, asterisk probably not winning again this year. And of course, we've got to talk about some of the team on this. As we said, Mae Muller, singer-songwriter, she co-wrote this song herself. But with uh, Lewis Thompson, who has some hits under his hat, but also Karen Paul friend of the podcast we have spoken about karen paul songwriting so many times i'm i'm just loving the fact that karen paul has a track in eurovision i bet she's chuffed to bits about it as well uh i also the uh thankfully the video version with the spoken word middle eight has now been made available as well which was always the one that was personally preferred i just wonder is she going to do the spoken word bit in the performance, or is it going to be more uh, musical? Mm, musical. Uh, great attitude, great artist. She's doing a great job repping the UK, as Sam did fantastically last year. Uh, again, she's absolutely everywhere at the moment. Uh, so I can't wait to see what this does. I think there's a lot of goodwill for us this year because of what we're doing, hosting um, to support Ukraine. But we'll see how it does. And as, what I love as well about the choice of May Muller is that May was an artist who's already got a career behind her. You know, quite often we, you know, the, like with Sam Ryder, he was, you know, TikTok star, but we plucked him almost from obscurity, certainly for the likes of you and I that aren't really on TikTok that much. But May has supported Little Mix. She's collaborated with the likes of Marshmallow. So not only the fact that Eurovision or the BBC or the UK decided to go with her, but the fact that she was willing to do it just shows that I think now, after what happened last year, we've changed our attitude about about Eurovision for the better. What do you mean after what happened last year? Well, coming second. Oh, sorry, I thought there was an incident or something. Just, <laughs> just the way you deliver it. Oh, thank you very much. Anyway, that's it for our Eurovision selections for this year. Uh, I will be in the States, but I will be finding somewhere to watch it. And Dan, uh, it'd be lovely to dial in and see your celebrations if you're not too comatose. Let's play it by ear, I think, Will. <laughs> it's a long show. We've got a lot to get through. Uh, I, we were in America, actually, for last year. We were watching the final uh, in the car on the way back from this Kennedy Space Centre. So, uh... On your iPhone, and we had absolutely no idea how well we were going to do it. It was so exciting. It was a real got moment. A similar buzz. I'll always remember where I was in that wonderfully air-conditioned car. Sat next to you. 
Yes. Quite sweaty. Holding hands. Do let us know what you think uh, of European tracks this year, whether you are aligned or whether you are going to disrespectfully disagree with us at Track by Track UK. And we'll be back soon with an episode proper celebrating a classic pop album. Don't forget, check out Patreon if you haven't already. In fact, if you're with us on Patreon, you've got early access to this episode. You're hearing our 10 choices before everyone else. There's lots more on there, including an exclusive series and more early access to come. So until next time, I've been Dan. I've been Will. Goodbye. Goodbye.